Leonhardt's 90s pop-up shop went from one of the coolest things in the Pokemon history to one of the biggest fiascos. Let's talk about it. What's going on everybody? A welcome back to the Gym Leaders Podcast where we talk all things Pokemon TCG. I am Travis with TCG Funhouse. And I'm ASX with ASX TCG. Ready to talk about this pop-up shop craziness, you guys. Craziness is the perfect word to explain it. Um, we're going to have a pretty good portion of this episode talking about our opinions on the pop-up shop now. Before we start doing that, I do want to preface a couple things. One, neither of us did go to the pop-up shop, so we did not experience it firsthand. But we did. We watched a lot of vlogs. We've uh, read up on a lot of websites. We talked to a couple of friends who were indeed at the pop-up shop. So we have quite a bit of information and opinions to pick through. Um, and, you know, saw a lot of video with our own eyes and stuff like that. So even though we didn't experience it, I feel like I, you know, we can at least build a pretty decent picture of what happened um, at the 90s pop-up shop. Now, also, there might be some negativity in this uh, video based around Leonhart. And I just want to say no ill will towards Leonhart whatsoever. He's one of the head of the table, head honchos for the Pokemon TCG uh, content creators union. We'll call it a union um, because we should all get together and like, you know, make sure we get paid more. Um, anyway, yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, he was one of the major motivators uh, for myself um, and I'm pretty sure ASX as well when it comes to oh, creating definitely. Pokemon content, watching his videos definitely. along with, um, you know, Unlisted Leaf and Real Breaking Nate uh, with my son really helped get us into this, this niche. So big shout out to Leonhart for that. This, the, this conversation has nothing to do with him, uh, personally, his content or anything like that. This is just specifically about the pop-up shop and what seemingly had taken place. Anything you want to uh, follow that up with ASX? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Like you said, you know, Leonhart was definitely, I probably the first PokeTuber I actually watched do like an you know an unboxing you know opening cards and everything and you know honestly he helped me get back into the hobby and fall in love with it again so you know again you know hats off to him you know like you said real breaking the unlisted leaf those guys too uh, you know all all great content creators and yeah you know you know nothing you know that we say here today like you said is, is anything personal at all um, you know just trying to let you guys know how everything went down yeah. Well, we we would be remiss to not, you know what I mean? Like we we basically yeah. have a podcast all about the Pokemon TCG, and this is by far the hottest topic in the Pokemon TCG right now. We're in between sets. Fusion Strike has been out for a while. Brilliant Star is still essentially a month away, and yeah. there's really not much else going on in the Pokemon TCG world. So, um, this is our topic. We owe it to our listeners to talk about it. And I just want to start off and say, I love the idea that Leonhart had. I think his idea mm -hmm. was one of the greatest ideas in, in Pokemon card history, really. You know, he his plan was to um, take something that was nostalgic 
and 20 years old and make it available to the general public. And unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. The event, um, I don't believe, lived up to even his expectations. I w- you know, I don't want to speak for him. I would like to... I would like to see him put out an official notice as of recording this. I don't think he has um, talked about it at all other than like thanking people for coming out and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I think his uh, idea was too ambitious. I think his his dream for it was a little too grandiose. And to make it what he really wanted to make it would have cost him significantly more money um, yeah. than what I think he was able to put towards this. And, you know, as somebody who has grandiose ideas of things all the time, I know how that <laughs> is. I get ahead of myself and I start explaining things, realizing I probably won't be able to pull that off, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I hear um, you. I hear you. But I try my best. So what do you think of the 90s pop-up shop idea in general? Yeah, I think it was a great idea, Uh, you know, be able to get some vintage packs into people's hands that don't normally have an opportunity to do that Um, from what it seemed. And I think we're going to touch on this later, uh, you know, getting them at a discounted price um, or what it seemed to be. Yeah. um, You know, I think was a great idea in the beginning and everything. Um, I, I think you're right. I think that to do the event that he really, I think he probably really wanted and what a lot of us probably expected uh, would have cost much, much more than I'm sure went into it. Um, Seems like a a pretty small venue uh, for Mm. what he was trying to do. I think it was around 5,000 people or so were there, Um, you know, and just kind of, you know, logistically uh, it seemed like kind of a mess, uh, you know, not going to lie. Um, but then again, you got, you know, kind of thinking back, um, at, you know, how much this would have cost, you know, I'm thinking there probably had to be some concessions here and there when it came to, you know, how are we going to move people through this event and what are people going to do when they're here when, you know, when they're not, you know, waiting in line for packs or, you know, uh, what are the general admission people, you know, going to do here at this event? Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I I definitely think there was some, some things that happened that were probably out of his control at the time as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, but just kind of really started to snowball. Uh, it seemed into, uh, a pretty, uh, what's the word? Pretty, um, tough situation. (laughs) Pretty tough tough situation. situation. Yeah. I was thinking of a a term that's not necessarily appropriate here for you. Hey, 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 (laughs) Hey, you know, don't be getting uh, us in trouble. All right. Don't be getting us in trouble over there, man. Trying to, uh, you know, trying to be nice for everybody here. Shit. Uh, But yeah, I just, like you said, you know, it just kind of turned into something. I really think that he wasn't, you know, foreseeing. I I think what you're saying. Yeah. I think, I think what you're saying really hits the bar, uh, you know, the, the nail on the head where I think, it didn't go down the way that he thought it was going to go down. Um, One of the biggest gripes that I have seen from people is, and you touched on it for a little bit there, was just the main event was standing in line. You know, the, 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 the whole coup de gras of going to this Leonhardt's 90s pop-up shop was to enjoy this nostalgic ambiance of a feeling that missed the mark, but people were just stuck in line for hours and hours and hours. 
They were in line yeah. for an hour to get into the venue. And then once they were yep. in the venue, they had to wait four to five hours in line to get one vintage pack. That does not sound like a good time at all. There no. was no direction. Uh, apparently, there was uh, like no roped off areas. There was nobody guiding where people were supposed to go. People were just kind of figuring out on their own which line was for what, where am I supposed to go, and all this sort of thing. Um, you know, it wasn't all negative. I heard a lot of positivity based around it too, and we'll talk about some of those things. But the number one issue seemed to be that everybody was just waiting around with nothing to do. And there was very yeah. large portions of the venue where you're waiting in line and you couldn't even see the monitors of the people opening the packs. Um, and you were just kind of stuck in these little corridors um, with just the people around you with no food or drink and not wanting to leave the line to go piss because you're afraid you're going to lose your spot. And yeah. it just sounds like a miserable experience. I'm sure it was hot as heck in there because there was 5,000 people jammed into a small area. Um, yeah. And I don't think that was his plan. I think when Leonhart was putting this plan together in his head, he saw everybody just roaming around the venue, you know, getting their booster packs and opening them up and then having a good time after that and visiting the vendors and, and checking you know, maybe submitting some of their cards to PSA while they were there and doing all these other yeah. things. Um, and it just it just didn't seem to work out that way, you know. Um, I would probably say that out of everybody that I have talked to and all the vlogs that I've seen and websites that I've read, it's probably been about 80% negative and about 20% positive. Um, I did talk to a couple people who said they had a fantastic time um, because yep. they were able to, you know, meet up with some buddies, you know, maybe some content creator friends and just hang out. And, you know, there was a, I think there was a little small section that VIP two or something had access to that others didn't, but for the most part, everybody was in the mixing bowl and, uh, they liked the experience of walking around and, you know, real breaking Nate was there. Super duper Danny was there. Pokey Rev was there. Um, you know, a lot of the, the more popular Pokemon content creators were there shaking hands and chatting with people here and there. But I heard a little bit that Leonhart really didn't make too much of an appearance at all. And that some people went to the event and didn't even know that he was there. So, I mean, what did you hear about Leonhart making an appearance? Yeah. So I watched a really good chunk of it on the day live. I, probably watched like all together probably about three and a half four hours of it nice um, so almost the whole event really um and i would say if you were watching the event online you probably saw a lot more of leonhart than you did if you were actually there at the event yes um yes. just stories that i've heard other video videos from other poketubers and stuff that i've seen i uh, said especially if you were waiting in line and not had a chance to kind of wander around mm -hmm. um that they really didn't see him too much you know, I get it. He's the main star he's of the event, probably right? so he's, busy, dude. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's, you know, probably 10 people over here asking him, you know, where to go, what to do. And there's probably 20 people on this side asking him all the same questions. And he's trying to, you know, just try, trying to make everybody happy. Plus right? 5,000 people trying to get his attention. And exactly. Hey, hey, hey. exactly, exactly. You know, so I think most of his appearances, from what I saw at least, did happen up on stage where he would come out. You know, kind of say hey to everybody. 
Um, yep. You know, thank everybody for coming out and usually stay for like one round of people up there on the front doing their cards and he would name off the cards. And I'm sure it was an absolute blast for those people, you know, that got right, him to right. read their cards off and everything. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I heard a couple things and I, I did see some pictures where he was out kind of in the main crowd mm-hmm. there, you know, doing some stuff. I don't know if that was did a you know, lap or two. Caught him. It, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's P- what I'm hoping. Uh, you know, a it, a it, PR a lap or two. Hey, we gotta get you. We gotta get you out there in the crowd for some photos, right? Right. <laughs> bit, right. Uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, you know a bit of a bummer. You know, I guess if you're you're expecting to go there and you know actually get to meet him and you know maybe have a thirty second conversation with him or something like that. Yeah. It definitely did not seem like that kind of event. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm sure he was dealing with all the behind the scenes so do you, stuff. Do you think it wasn't that kind of out. event because they brought too many people? They they invited too many people. They sold too many tickets, especially with the I with the so. with the GA crowd, the general audience crowd. Yeah. Do you think the, you know, like my thought is, and I want to get your opinion on this. I'm just gonna do a little a, yeah. a quick hit. Is I think this event would have been significantly better if it was more personal. You know, if it was only the people who went into the queue and got some tickets and got the VIP and. You know, maybe there was only a thousand people there, or or two thousand people there, as opposed to five thousand, which made it just a zoo. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, I think the venue size did have a lot to do with it. If there was more space, that you know, those five thousand people would have been a lot more spread out uh, and not feel like crammed in there like sardines. But I. Think but to counter that, that real quick, to counter that, they hardly had enough yeah. decor to fill the section that they had. So now, that if you're true. doubling that size. I have no clue how they would have turned that into something. Right, right. I and I mean that's a whole nother topic too. I mean I feel like it it all came down to like sponsorships and you know stuff for that. Like it, clearly like the Pokemon company themselves had nothing to do with this event. Otherwise, you would have seen so much more decoration. Correct. So much more money would have Budget. been put into the event. Uh, exactly. Um, for this first event, I think it would have been a better choice just to do. Like your three VIP levels, like you had VIP one, two, and three, mm-hmm. and and cut it off there. I think if you would have done that, it would have been it would have felt less like you know you're just a herd of cattle going through the whole thing. You know yep. things would have been more spaced out, and you know Leonhart, uh, you know Super Duper Danny, Real Breaking Nate, um, you know Deep Pocket Monster, and I'm so sorry I cannot remember the other uh, host's name. Um, but I'm I don't sure remember they who she was around. either. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I really cannot remember her name right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure they would have got a lot more chance to get out there and really talk to the crowd yeah. and, you know, hang out with people more and control. actually have a little bit of a conversation with them. You know, so I think for this first time around to really get a feel for how an event like this would run. Yeah, I definitely think it would have been a bit of a better idea to do a little bit more of a private thing. However, I have a feeling I understand why he didn't do that because from the very beginning he wanted to make this available for anybody mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so I think in the end I don't know if general admission was something that was always thought of or something that was just thrown in there at the end because you know they wanted to make it a bigger event yeah um, but I definitely think holding off on that general admission really explaining why you're doing that as well beforehand um, you know why you're going to have a limited amount of, of spots yep. there uh, I think would have been good uh, definitely for this first round. Um, I know he did talk about this being a possibility uh, for future events. He talked even about wanting to like go overseas to Europe and do something like this over there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think 
those would have been the times to you really branch out and and have a bigger event where there's 5,000, 10,000 types, you know, right. type of crowd. Right. Um, after you kind of worked out the bugs, you know, from the first event where you only had the thousand people there and it yep. was more calm and, and private and you could have, you know, figured that stuff out, you know, and maybe less have, you know, less uh, negativity coming. Well, and, and the, the one thing, too, that we need to remember, and I think a lot of people are forgetting about this. Um, this was a business move. This was 100% a business move from Leonhardt. This was, you know, and the, the one thing that, uh, that did bother me about the event the entire time, um, is he portrayed it as like this almost like charity esque, you know, almost. And I don't want to say charity because he does a lot of great things with Nami. So big shout out to him for that. Very true, um, very true. And he, like, that is massive, massive, massive. I cannot give him enough kudos for the stuff he does with NAMI, who's a fantastic corporation, um, nonprofit. But it, it, the way he would portray it is that I'm doing all of these things for this Pokemon community, for people who would not have the ability otherwise to do so, um, which is cool, but everybody has the ability to do so. You go over to one little quick search on eBay or Mercari or whatnot, or go to your local conventions or anything like that, and you will find vintage packs available. So, and, you know, he mentioned several times that he was selling them at the normal $3.99 price, but that wasn't for everybody. People who had general admission didn't have an opportunity to buy the pack at $3.99. And not only that, like let's say you actually, you know, earned one of the VIP sections. Th- there were still tickets that you had to buy. You had to most people had to fly. Right? So yep. now you're paying for a flight and you're paying for a hotel stay. So yep. you're going for the experience. You know, and it, it just unfortunately it ended up a little bit short for a lot of people. But I didn't like the fact that he kept pushing this three ninety nine pack, three ninety nine pack, three ninety nine pack. When if you were honestly really, if that was your main focus of this, you should have been offering three dollars and ninety nine cent packs out for general admission customers, and you should have had enough yeah. for every single general admission customer that you gave a ticket to. That's the bottom line. If you're going to sell the event that way, you better portray the event that way and you better realize the event that way. And I don't believe that's a, that's what happened. So that's the only negative tick mark I'm going to give him. I do think it was a little deceiving with what he was trying to do with it. But when you look at it from a business point of view, it's business. He, you know, he's trying to grow his brand. He's trying to grow Leonhart as a business and it was very very successful he did a fantastic job for his business and his brand putting on this event and he's infinitely more popular for it he's infinitely more respected for it um i just don't like the little twist they put on it saying we're giving all these people four dollar vintage booster packs because that's not what happened i'm sure that he profited plenty on this event and it, yeah. it, you know it's it is what it is. What are your thoughts on that particular thing? Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I think we were a yeah a, a a bit misinformed um, when it came to that. I know when I was you know listening to him you know months back, it really seemed like anybody could go to this event, 
you can get your booster pack for three ninety nine, yep. vintage pack, open it up, have a blast, and that was it. Yep. And like you said, it's it's not really what it turned out to be. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of us were really thinking about the travel costs and everything like that when you first announced it, but that 100% comes into play. Yep. Um, you know, and it, it what it honestly came down to is if, you know, you want to go out and buy a vintage pack, you could probably go out and buy one or two, you know, vintage packs for the price it would have cost you to go down there, uh, you know, and actually open one up on stage. Um, you know, so that's that's a bit of a bummer. And you wouldn't uh, and have to wait the, five hours for it. <laughs> that too, yeah. Busting In your line. knees up on the concrete floor, <laughs> just sitting there waiting. Um, but yeah, and I, and I think, you know, I think what really saved it for the general admission, uh, one was the fact that you could move around the venue and you didn't have to wait in line, <laughs> like uh, you know, herd of cattle. Uh, so that was fun. You know, you could experience everything that they had there, minus opening up the pack. Um, but I think the other thing that really saved it for the general admission, and, and I did hear this from a handful of, of sources that I did look at for this, was the just the the people that were there, right? Not, not mm-hmm. the other PokeTubers, not anybody hosting it, but just the other fans Peers. there. I, I saw many, many cases where I saw, you know, guys walking around with booster boxes, handing out packs, you know, free packs to everybody, um, mostly kids, which was awesome, you know. They they get yeah, bored man. super fast, uh, you know. To you know, get get their you know. Spirits oh, I can't even imagine what it would have been like having like my kids there. Oh, no way! Oh my gosh, it would have been you, crying. You probably man. bring a whole booster box just to just to rip while you're standing there. <laughs> but, For real, you know. I, I think those people were the ones that really saved it. I, I did see a kiosk or two. You know, with a sign up that were that were selling packs, um, but it was like two packs for five bucks, all modern stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, but like evolving skies and, and good packs that you would want. Uh, you know, so I, I really think it was those uh, that that did save it for the general admission and made it seem like, you know, they they went there and they did get something out of it a little bit. Um, you know, they, he did have Veronica Taylor there as well, yep. the original voice of Ash, which I thought was super awesome. You know that she was willing to come out. Yep. Uh, and do that as well. That would have been super cool to be able to meet her. And, you know, she had her own booth. You could walk right up to her and, and you know, start talking to her if you were general admission. So, you know, I don't think it was totally uh, an upset if you did get the general admission tickets. Uh, 100% it was if your main goal was that, to go there and get a vintage pack. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I just think it came down to, you know, maybe a lot of people didn't really read the fine print when it came to what levels of VIP you could be or general admission. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, uh, a logistical, uh, logistical mess, it kind of seems yeah. like. Yeah, you know, I can't reiterate enough. It did not go the the way he thought it was going to go, I'm sure, it you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I would like to talk about something now that I think could be a way that he could have done this, um, you know, that may have been a little bit better, and that's not, mm-hmm. and that's not just hold his own individual event, Okay. I yeah. I think he would have been better off uh, partnering with somebody like a Collecticon where, yeah. you know, hey, I'm sure that if you would have talked with, the, with Matt over at Collecticon, Matthew, he would have lit up and he would have been like, Leonhart, hey, Leonhart, this is, this is what Leonhart wants to do. Open up a pop-up shop at every single Collecticon that you guys are going to do this year, right in the middle of the event. Make it massive, make it huge, and everybody yeah. that gets in there 
gets three ninety nine vintage booster packs until they're gone, and then that's it, and then that's it. He doesn't have to worry about yeah. booking a venue. He doesn't have to worry about any of the t- tickets logistically. All of the you know the C- Collecticon would take care of that or. Whoever he went with, it may not be Collecticon. Whatever convention he decides to partner with, maybe he just partners with every convention that comes to Dallas, you know? Um, But whatever that looks like, and you just get your own section of the con where you put your little pop-up shop. You don't have to worry about filling, you know, an entire venue. You just take that little thing they had in the middle, which was really cool. The rest of the the app was was not good. You know, they did not spend a lot of money on making the perimeter of the area look good or anything like that. Um, but, you know, you just you physically actually build the 90s-looking pop-up shop like you said you were going to do inside of these conventions, and all you do is you supply the packs if you really wanted to do what you said that you were going to do. And that's not profit off of these, right? That is yeah. literally give people the experience of getting the 399 booster pack. I'm sure you can find a way to get, you know, whatnot or collect a con or some other sponsor to to pay for some of the product as well. So you're not just eating crow, but open up your own stop right in the middle of one of those conventions till the packs are gone. Bring 10, you know, 10 vintage booster boxes, 360 people get packs for $3.99. And then after that, it just kind of turns into autograph session. Come hang out. Yeah regular product around because by doing it that way you're removing all of these things that you have to worry about as Leonhardt as the person who's putting it on and then on top of that you have all these other vendors in the whole other convention that's already going on as well you know so you got all of the local vendors you got all of these artists that show up to do other things all of the other Power Rangers and anime voice actors and all these other people that show up these conventions anyway. And you got Whatnot Stage and PSA Stage and all these other things that are awesome about a Collecticon. And then you add the Leonhardt pop-up shop to it. Charge Collecticon for it. I'm sure they'll pay for something like that. You know what I mean? They will pay for that to be put in their, their thing. So that's how I would have done it if I was in his shoes. Yeah. I think he bit off more than he can chew. And I think it was just a super ambitious project that he probably could have pulled off if he had more resources. If he had more resources, more help doing it, it would have been phenomenal. And I'm sure that he's going to learn a ton, a ton, ton from this very first event. We can't forget that. This was the very, very first event that he did. Big kudos to him for even taking that risk, for even... You know, he's a pioneer. He's pioneering yeah. stuff that could be happening in the future. Nobody would have ever thought about this except for Leonhardt. Oh, gosh, no. So, huge shout-out to him for all that. I still think what he's doing is a fantastic thing for Pokemon fans and the Pokemon community and all that stuff. we got to give him a little bit of room to breathe. Let's give him a little bit of, you know, support to, to get another one out there and try to make it a better experience um again he's he's amazing content creator he's pioneering a lot of stuff right now he needs our support let's go ahead and give him the support um but overall this particular event seemed to be a fail i really wish i could have gone um you know it, it wouldn't have made sense to me logistically to get there and do my thing and all that stuff so i didn't even try to get any vip vip tickets i knew it wasn't gonna be 
feasible for me to go or else I would have. But um, that's my thoughts. That's how I would fix it. And that's how I would do the next one if I was him. Um, what would you do? Like, what's what's your two cents? Yeah. What would you do to kind of improve the, you know, what happened? Definitely. Uh, well, I got to say, um, I think your idea with go with Collecticon or any other kind of convention is spot on. I think that would be absolutely perfect for him. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about all the extra stuff that he worried about other than making his little shop in the middle of the Collecticon. Yeah. Fantastic idea. I think that would be a, a great option. Um, another option um, is kind of goes along with what you said with, with teaming up, um, you know, but maybe teaming up with some of the other top, uh, you know, pokey. That's Poke a great tubers, idea. Um, you know, and making a, a big PokeTuber event. There's really no event right now idea. that is is like a, a YouTube PokeTuber type event only. Yep. Not not that only those types of people can. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, yeah uh, you, know, you, get, you get Leonhart, you get Real Breaking It, you get Unlisted Leaf, you get Super Duper Danny, you get these people who are linchpins, you know, in the Pokemon content creation game, PokeRev, Exactly. And then everybody, exactly. you, you get that area, and then everybody gets their little section, and they can do whatever the hell they want, pop-up right. shop or whatever. That's an awesome idea. Like, how cool would that be to be able to go to this convention of, like, all these YouTubers that we watch daily, and, like, get to see them in, you know, in real life, and get to meet them, and, you know, talk with them for a little bit. I think that would be a fantastic idea, and I'm, I am I know that uh, a handful of them would, would be probably very happy to do something like that. I yeah. mean, he, like, you know, he already had... You know, four PokeTubers, you know, up on or content creators, I guess you should say. I don't know if they're all PokeTubers, um, you know, but up on stage doing a hosting the whole event, you know. So if he could just, you know, kind of take that and, and mold it into something bigger where it's like a, you know, whole PokeTuber type event, I think that would be really awesome. You yeah. know, and then you have resources from all of those other people and, you know, people that want to help them and, you know, sponsor them to go to these things and do, a, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you know, so I think that could definitely be you know, something for him to think about uh, in the it'd future because he be really kind of cool. already took some steps to do that. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, overall, um, you know, like like he said, you know, he's planning on doing, you know, some more of these in the future. I, I really hope that, uh, you know, he takes a look at this one, you know, watches a handful of videos out there, yeah. uh, you know, on YouTube, just kind of talking. I really you know, hope he a, does. A I, I, really, I really hope he's, he's I, I hope he's okay taking constructive feedback. Because yeah, there is nothing wrong getting feedback from other people's experience who that's how they feel. They're not wrong. You know what I mean? Right. They're not right. wrong. So, you know, I, 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 I'm hoping he is, you know, I don't know him as a person individually, obviously, right. but I, I'm, I'm hoping he's, he's okay with criticism. Cause I know a lot of people that aren't <laughs> and they get defensive <laughs> real quick. Um, oh, I don't yeah, want to yeah, say probably. he's one of those guys. I don't. I don't think he is. But I hope he. I no. hope he learns from it. Um, I think he's a smart enough man to to understand a lot of that stuff. I really do. Um, but dude, something else would be really cool. And like I was thinking of this while you were talking. Yeah. Like, what if he was to like just do like a nationwide like what what, what would I say here like state to state so like every like. Every month, he'll just like go and advertise, and just go to a local hobby store, and maybe like a major area, maybe like Orlando, Atlanta, New York City, Boston, Las Vegas, L.A., you know, Dallas, Houston, yeah. Chicago. You know, what if he just went to all these major cities 
and just went to a local hobby store and just kind of did a collab and they did you know like a one booster box giveaway made it a series on his channel Leonhardt's pop-up shops you never know where i'm gonna pop up next and oh like, like right that. like how awesome would that be and he that's what he does though he like shows that. up with like let's be real a base set two booster box and yeah. sells all the packs for 3.99 and he can I think that is a fantastic dude, idea and he would be able to collab with the with the local shops yeah advert you know they could advertise they can say you know maybe like two weeks in advance Hey, coming to Atlanta at XYZ Games, Leonhardt's famous vintage pop-up shop. Come get your 399 packs. And he only has to do one booster box, you know. Only 36 yeah. people will get that deal, but for the rest of the day, he signs autographs, he talks to people, he chats with people, and that would be really, really cool. Right. And the amount that I think that that type of content would carry would be phenomenal. And, you know, the ad, the ad revenue so. on those particular videos, and, I mean he would get so many views on those videos and it would become such a hot topic and he would become the talk of the so. town and it would get so much growth from it. It would pay for those boxes themselves. Oh, um, I think so. That's a much more personal event, yes. you know, uh, much smaller. You get to actually meet him, uh, which is kind of the goal, right? You know, other yep. than getting that base set two pack or getting whatever personal, uh, you, you know, know. yeah. Yeah. And, and plus, you know, I feel like that would be almost giving back to the, uh, the, yes. um, LGS yes. as well. You know, you're bringing them business. You're bringing people through their doors. I'm sure probably people that have really never been there before. Dude. Uh, if if your shops are anything like the ones near me, um, it's a little sketch walking inside <laughs> of the shop sometimes. He would definitely have to do uh, his research yeah. first and make sure he's at the good ones. Oh, <laughs> right? oh you're, holding a, you're, you're holding an event shop. with the LGS that, that scalps Pokemon cards. Oh, they got a $500 UPC. Great job. Uh, right yeah, yeah. okay yeah he's gonna have to do some research <laughs> a bit of research but man i mean that sounds like a phenomenal idea uh i would love it, to see it would be like amazing that. dude like just you know just once a month you know once a month take yeah. a trip leonhardt's famous pop-up shop coming to your town you know go to the major areas the you know maybe the you know the world-renowned lgs is out there like the one that does uh yeah. comic book men and all those other things and yeah you know like just make it a thing and like that, that would be the perfect way to do what you're selling, right? He's selling us, I'm doing this for the Pokemon community. That is how you could really do it. He'd get some sweet little vacations out of it. He'd, get, he'd be able to go see the entire nation, see different states and different cities. And he'd yeah. be able to get a kick out of it. And he would get so much fantastic publicity for it. And it would just so. be, it would be a winner right there. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. If he does it. I want to cut. So that's that's how I feel about it, man. Um, let us know in the comment section, guys, if you're watching here on YouTube. Uh, what did you hear about the pop-up shop? Did you go to the pop-up shop? Did you have fun? Yeah. Was it a big letdown? Let us know what you guys think. Again, this was not a negative video towards Leonhart whatsoever. I think if he can no. just tighten some bolts and, and you know things like that, he can really turn the event into what he wants the event to be. Um, yep. And I think he will get there at some point. So, um, but you know, you know how we do, man. Drop us up here on the channel. If you're listening on one of our audio platforms, please give us a five-star review and drop a follow because you get a new gym leaders episode every single Wednesday at 2 PM Eastern ASX send us home. Yeah. Special thank you to all of you that do listen on our listening platforms. We just hit 1000 plays 
uh, over a thousand plays now on all of our listening platforms. So thank you guys so much. That is so, so awesome. And we're grateful for all of you out there listening. Absolutely, guys. Hope you have a wonderful night.